everybody welcome to episode 744 of flow wrestling radio live i'm your host christian piles joined today by jd raider ben funky Askren, and so much to talk about today so much great wrestling this weekend but first gotta start with some tough news hard news aj ferrari involved in a car accident was airlifted to oklahoma university medical center um, fortunately, it sounds like the injuries are no, not life-threatening. We've got a post here from uh, AJ Ferrari's dad. Um, some internal bleeding, some bad bruising. Uh, there's fluid in his lungs. That sounds medically like the biggest challenges that AJ's currently facing, but uh, expected to make a, a recovery. But, man, it sounded like a very scary scene. The details around the accident, I think, are still coming. AJ was driving, apparently. The car looked bad. Um, and obviously this is going to have an impact on his season, but very thankful that it's not more serious and that no one seem is, is going to lose their life out of this, but man, um, pretty scary stuff from, uh, out from still, he was coming back from a, a youth wrestling event in Cushing, Oklahoma. I mean, say what you want about AJ. I, if you follow this guy, he's at a youth tournament or a youth practice or a youth duel all the time he's he's highly engaged with the with the wrestling community in that way so um wish aj and the there was a runner he was with uh isai rodriguez who was also in the pack it sounds like he had uh less um his injuries were not as, quite as serious so kind of a crazy thing um it, it, wrestling's sort of fortunate that you, there's not there's not a lot of this right there's not a lot of accidents not a lot of situation when then it happens you're like man how does this not happen more often right like it's just all these guys on the road all the time but anyway tough way to kind of start the show but um glad that aj looks like he'll make a full recovery but will he make a full recovery in time to compete because yep. the state of 197 after this weekend Quite yeah, shaken up. Yeah, quite a segue there. And who knows if he'll be able to make it back in time. I mean, the, the fact that he has no broken bones has to help, but the amount of time he's going to be in the hospital, who knows, and just what that's going to do for his ability to recover. It's, it's a real – it's a question. And, you know, Big Ten's less than two – or Big 12's less than two months away for AJ. Theoretically, I mean, he's 10-0. and 0. I don't know if he would – if he is one that could do the injury default – two injury defaults and then come back and then and get a seed of some kind. I don't know if he would have met the threshold. Probably be still have to weigh in for that. So if he's too injured. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, no question. That would be uh that would be a factor. So who knows with that? Um, but yeah, to JD's point, one ninety seven certainly in flux. Max Dean, he was playing with fire in the, um, Against Brucky, but he won, and then he lost to Cam Caffey. But probably got to start with the beatdown that Penn State put on Michigan. Now I'm gonna be a Michigan homer because I know you're, okay. you're usually Penn State hater, so I'm, I'm gonna take that role today. I I thought about the next day. Now it was bad. The score was bad, but it wasn't really that bad if you think about one one seventy four. He had a chance. He had that body lock. He had a chance to win in the third period. Yep. One one eighty four. One takedown. One ninety seven. Overtime. One heavyweight. One takedown in the third period would have won the match likely. So um, you owe me a public apology. 
Public? Uh-oh. Public. I'll, I'll, I apologize only in <laughs> private, JD. Wait, what did, I can't remember what that public apology was for. Well, uh, I said Kirk Fleet was on the same tier as Mason. Nice work. And nice. was got he, that. He apparently is. Uh, okay. Evidently. Yeah. I, so, but I mean, when you when you look at it in that light, now Penn State usually saves these type of nights for March. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't usually have these ones in, in type of type of things happening in January. Um, but I mean, Michigan got they were all they were all right there to win the matches late, and they win those four matches. They win the duel, and that's even without their forty one and forty nine pounders in. So I know I know that's a lot of ifs to happen, but they're that close. So the counter is. They won two matches, and in both matches, you were not super excited about the result. I mean, Nick Soriano, it look, in the first period, you're like, oh, he's going to put it on. He gets the he gets the leg right away. The takedown, takedown gets waved off. And then uh, the first period in scoreless, you're like, oh, that's kind of weird. And then he just well, grinds out a 2-1. What? I, 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 so I disagree. With Can I disagree? What? I, I said I said things that happened, so I don't know what <laughs> no. you're disagreeing with. Well, well here's here's what I disagree with. While the match was uh it was two to one, um I think Hildebrand's strategy was not to attack because if you watch Nick wrestle, he's like ninety four percent counterattacks. Yes. Um and he's very, very good there. And even getting you to like fake and then you bite and you kinda of come into him and then he goes back into you type of stuff. And Hildebrand just wasn't really taking any attacks. So while he wasn't close to score uh while he didn't get beat down that much, he also wasn't really very close to scoring. He for ever. sure gave himself no opportunities to win, but he did keep None. it close in a way you don't expect guys to be able to keep it this close with Sur- Suriano. Not a not a I mean, listen. Um, you know, he had a close match with I think Jacob Moran of of uh, of Indiana, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly. Like you would have expected. Triano did or, or H- Hildebrand. I I still think there's cause for a little bit of concern that he could not take down Drew Hildebrand. That's yeah, so, guys. So, I'm telling you, he is he is so heavily reliant on reattacks. Okay, then, that's a, then Ben, that's a tremendous vulnerability that he can't take. It down is, Drew. but but it's not like we didn't know. I would have told you that before Friday. No, Ben. I mean, this it, is why he can never ever take down Dayton Fix. Yeah, Dayton Fix. Dayton Fix also can't take him We're down. talking about Dayton Fix. This is he a different sort of. He is not. Plan. Nick hasn't had the. Um, we haven't seen Nick have this kind of difficulty get generating offense in the past against Drew. Is not Dayton. Is not this is not Austin DeSanto. Okay. Drew is is okay. good. He's an all American, but I do think listen, I think it's a concern. Um Nick Serrano beat John Ernesti three to two. Okay. So I mean I I, I don't recall that match. It was at the, it was at CKLV, so I probably probably wasn't broadcast, but uh I mean well, honestly broadcast. you don't <laughs> I think it was broadcast, Ben. Oh, it was on flow probably. Uh, <laughs> oh, we've only done the event since like, you know, nineteen oh two. Let's see. Okay, nineteen oh two. I don't believe you've been around <laughs> long, but uh, anyways, next point. Um, so we can go back and watch that match. It's on flow. I bet Ernesti didn't did not attack him because if you don't attack Nick Suriano, it really limits his ability to attack you back. I agree. I agree with all. Yeah, two one over Ronnie Bresser, which you know Ronnie Bresser was. I don't know. I guess he's pretty tough, but he's a one time All American. Drew Hildebrand's likely going to be a two time All American. Yes, I I just think in the. In the match, it's not even. It's not just that he didn't score. 
It's not just that he didn't score. I thought okay. in the second and third periods, it didn't look right. He did what he had to do to win. I think it was. I don't think it was a good cut for him. I think it's uncomfortable. Um, I I thought in close matches I've seen him have. I thought it looked a little different to me. Okay, I got but, two more. Tim Lambert three two and Zach Fuentes four two. Yeah. So I don't want to say this is completely unprecedented and. So the weight cut, I may, I'll give you that one, but yeah, just like if you know, if you're, we'll say, a really good, right? You can't be a, a schlub and do this, but if you're really good and you wrestle Nick Suriano with a with a certain style, he is going to have a hard time putting up points on you. Now you're going to have probably no chance of beating him, but you're not going to get beat down that bad. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I'm not saying that's not super. What's hap- A, what's happening here? B, not super notable. But I thought. I just watched that match and thought there were broader concerns than just the fact that um, Hildebrandt wasn't engaging and, and Nick couldn't generate. Um, but And then their other win, Will Luan, not super inspiring victory there, but he got, got his hand raised. I, I just thought, I look at it the other way, like, man, is, they're, they're close, these, these matches, but... Was that their opportunity to win those matches? And is it just going to get normally the like Penn State widens the gap as the season gets on with their competitors, with the more opportunities they get? Um, yeah. Well, what I mean, uh, have we seen a time in the past where Penn State has wrestled really well early um, and then maybe had performed below that later? Because I, I couldn't think of a time, but maybe that is the case. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think so. They've had usually some... they are peaking in in March. Yeah, I remember Michigan gave them a really tough duel. Man, maybe it was like two, three years ago. No, Pantaleo almost beat Nolf. It was it was a really competitive right. match. Yeah. Um, and I can't, I'm trying to think of other other times. No, I mean when have they really just like destroyed a team they weren't supposed to destroy quite to this degree? I I can't rec- I can't recall a beating like this that was on a team that, listen, we did the preview and we we're like, it's going to come down to this little thing, that little thing, and it ended up yeah. just not being. All those little things went Penn State's way? They did. They did. And so I th- why don't we get into some more of the matches? So we talked about 25. We have sort of a different take, but maybe the same take, Ben and I. Um, I don't think it's too much cause for concern. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like, oh, Nick's not going to place, but – I'm just thinking about Vito and Glory, right? And I'm already giving them though. a shot. I'm still giving them a shot, but saying Seriano's the well, now, favorite going in. Yeah, is he still the favorite over those guys? Well, you could argue. I mean, Vito beat him in freestyle. Vito beat him. I know Vito time. beat him, but a lot. I mean, he's did you ranked, know Vito beat him? Oh, we all saw. I was there. It um, happened in freestyle, though. So right. you probably don't Christian count, count it. No count all. it. Are they even on the same tier? Listen, oh what what are you are you acting like free listen, there's plenty of freestyle results that are not that don't map to yeah. folk style results. What one month before the Kirkfleet beat Mason Paris in freestyle, he was destroyed in folk style. He didn't get and that. I went back, rewatched that match, it was all takedowns. And then the fact that he was able to reverse it in a takedown battle, like freestyle. That's why I said it should be taken into account and at least say that they're on the same tier. 
not saying he's not the favorite, that they're on the same tier, and that I wouldn't be shocked. I just wasn't ready to go there till I saw it after seeing Cassiope and Mason. And it's like, so now with Kirkfleet, let's just talk about this match. Because yeah, to me, so you, to me the it's the favorite against Cassiope? It's the, absolutely, he's the favorite against Cassiope. No one has beaten Mason Paris since the 2019 20, or wait, no one's beaten Mason Paris, not named Gable Stevenson, since his true freshman year. So the only guy that's beaten him is Gable. Now he's like, this is notable. This is a real thing. Notable. This is a different Kirk Fleet. Mason has been killing everyone this year. He's won all his matches by bonus points. And now he loses a takedown battle. Kirk Fleet had all the answers, too. It looked like he was out-schemed a little bit. Uh, at the end, he got to be a little nervous. He gassed. Mason was not gassed. Mason does not. Mason's not gassy. Uh, Kerfleet was a little. What did you think so? I mean, he yeah, got the uh, takedown in the third. Let me, yeah, but that's because he fell in perfectly when Mason faked. Oh, I didn't he, really he, feel like he was. Kirk Fleet was that I didn't gas. think he guessed. Like I thought Starachi got tired. Yes, thanks. Well, he didn't. Okay, gas was maybe an exaggeration, but he was definitely tired. Well, yeah, you wrestle hard for seven minutes, you're gonna get tired. What's, okay. I know he was clearly more tired than Mason. Well, here's what I'll uh, say. This sounds like an Iowa guy talking to me. I'm says, not into it. Dude. He hates the Hawkeyes, I think. Um, I'll no. So I have a different. No, take. but there. But when you live in the state of Iowa, Christian, you get a little Dan Gable brainwashed that no matter what happens during the match, at the end of the match, that guy's more tired over there. You're gonna get him next time. He's more tired. So I. <laughs> It did not present to me in a way where I was like, oh, Kirkfleet is feeling in a way that's negatively impacting his wrestling. I agree. That's how I feel. Starachi, it was. He, that last minute, he was really feeling it, and it was given massive more Kirkfleet's more. offensive output was clearly much different than the first two minutes. Um, but so, okay, wait, hold on. Here's the way I describe it, because I have, I have these conversations frequently with my athletes. You can't do anything hard for seven minutes. If I said do burpees for seven minutes, at the end of seven minutes, you're going to be moving slower in the beginning or hand cleans or anything else hard. Mm -hmm. And so um, in wrestling, it's more of like you versus them, right? So if your gas tank is 100 and theirs is 100, how much do you guys go down? Because if you stay at 50, but he's at 20, you're going to look like an all-star. You know what I'm yes. saying? But if you're at 40 and he's at 60, you're going to be in trouble. So that, that's what it's all about. And there's obviously different ways to make there, – there's efficiency, right? You can be efficient. You can be in better shape. There's ways to make those things move differently. But I, I – so Christian said it correctly. I didn't see a difference that was going to have an effect on the match is how I felt. Right. I mean, he – and the one thing we haven't mentioned yet is he got away no problem. Like – Yes, he put his he big old bear paws on his hands, cleared, sealed off, and, and was away. Yeah. Hey, look at Kirkfleet's hands. It looks like he's got a baseball glove on his hand. His hands are he's like a bear. It's like it's like this. It's like a, it's like two hands. So I thought a couple notable things in this match. One, the two on one, I think was disruptive to Mason's hand fight. He was getting to that consistently. Two, Mason just kept stabbing and faking. And not he didn't make the adjustments in the match at all. Like every time he was stabbing, he was just dropping in on that single, and he got three takedowns yeah. off of it. So I think for Mason, he's gonna have to have a different sort of game plan for for the next time in terms of his aggression, right? You know what else I thought besides that? In addition to that, is that I don't think Kirkfoot hit a knee. Or maybe one time he hit a knee, but there was a lot of high-level attacks, which is if I were to say, how are we going to beat Gable Stevenson? Now, listen, I don't know that anyone's going to beat him. We got to talk about I it. I don't know. I don't know that anyone's going to beat him, but if you're going to try to beat him, 
It's going to be high-level attacks. I I was just talking about this with someone else. Like, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not predicting it. But it is a conversation that has to be had. Because Gable's closest match last year was against a severely limited Greg Kerfleet. This, is, this has yeah. to be acknowledged. The Greg Kerfleet we're seeing now is nothing like the guy we saw last year. These guys grew up together, wrestling together. They wrestled in high school. It was a one-point match. Yeah, a close match in high school. Yep. Um, now, what Gable is now is like nothing we've ever seen at this weight class. But the, the biggest threat to Gable is not Mason Paris. It's not Tony Cassiope, Colton Schultz. It is Greg Kirkley. Yes. And the other when factor— When you're saying biggest that, threat, hold on. So let's classify this too. When you're saying biggest threat, we're not saying they have a 40% chance of beating No. Them. But if one is a 1% chance and another is a 2% chance and another is a 3% chance, the 3% chance is still the biggest. If they wrestle 10 times, could Greg get one? I Ten. don't think so. Really? Think so. so it's not maybe a 10% 100. chance. So maybe 20. Does he have a 5% chance? Would he get one of those? I got I to gotta watch. I mean, if you go on, go by what happened last year, no. But obviously, carefully, it's a lot better. But so is Gable. So... Yes. I'm going to probably say it's more like a 1% chance. 1% chance. 1 in 100. All right. Well, that's probably not even worth talking about if you think it's 1 in 100. So you're saying there's a chance. Okay. So there's other factors. Well, I mean, I I feel like what what else we're talking about, Christian, is um, uh, can can anyone even keep it close with Gable? Like, because that would be impressive. If if it's 6 to 4 and Gable wins, I'm like, wow, he did a great job. Yes. Um I I think that's realistic. I think I think it'll be a decision. I do too. Because Gable's not going to I mean he doesn't really turn unless he puts you on yeah. your back from from the feet. Um his closest match this year was Davison a 13 to 4. It'll be a decision, I think. Um Yeah. It was 9-4. So his, he actually had a closer match against Mason last year at NCAs. It was 8-4 against Mason, 9-4 against Greg. Um yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're going to have a game plan for him. They're going to have two cracks at him, right? Yeah. They, likely two cracks. We'll see. Mason, Mason, Tony, they'll all have their say. Um, but You know what's so crazy is we're thinking that, uh, you know, Cassiope, I believe, is undefeated against Greg, right? Yes. yes. And he got destroyed so bad by Gable. And, you know, and we're Paris. talking about Gable. Uh, and Paris, and we're talking about um, Greg having a chance against Gable. It seems kind of off. I guess we'll see what Greg does to, to Tony this weekend and see, you know, I guess we'll probably reevaluate after that. Yes. Um, I mean, it's another it's another big test. I mean, Tony's a different test than, than Mason because Mason leaves himself a lot more because he's so aggressive, so offensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He leaves himself open for a lot of things, whereas – Cassiope's a little different. Um, and now, I mean, I think Cassiope's eyes are going to be open from that performance, too. It's like, all right, yes. different. He's not going to be thinking, all right, this is the same Greg, Fer- Greg Kerfleet, right? Um, so I mm-hmm. think the heavyweight match was the biggest match of the duel, right? The most important, the one that really shifted things. Um, it's a lot of important in, ones. In the yeah. perception. Yeah, but like, listen, Brooks, I mean, what did we really learn there? It's going to be a one, it's, 
We knew it was going to take that match. We knew that was going to be that kind of a match. Starachi, Massa, okay, that that. I actually ma- didn't think that was going to be that close. That, I didn't either. That was that was a yeah. surprise, and I was surprised to see. Well, one Starachi, I felt like was really aggressive and moving. He was so aggressive early and moving them yeah. all over, and then. There's just a, that one minute mark of the third period after the escape. He, he really got he got tired in a way I don't think I've yeah. I'd seen Starachi get. Now, and that body lock that Massa got in on, I think if he navigates that just a little bit differently, there's a chance he gets that takedown. Yeah, what, so it seemed like, well, one, he got to the lock and Starachi was really kind of going backwards, but he couldn't get his hips in tight enough, it seemed. Yeah, I mean, well, but he, and so he, I and we can I don't know if we can play it or not, but this is this go off memory from Friday night. Um, but Starocki's hand was kind of caught over the head. Also, um, all right, we're gonna get it up. Let's see if we have it. No, this um, is this is the take and down. then okay, and then uh, Massa just dr- essentially drives uh, straight in, you know, as opposed to maybe taking an angle or pivoting or. You know, maybe trying trying to get his hips in more. Obviously, it's going to be really difficult because you know the other guy's not trying to let you do that. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I thought. I thought driving straight there probably was not the right answer. Yeah, and um, was there a warning given in that moment? I think that would would have been a would have been appropriate. You mean a stall warning? Mm-hmm. They never called. We talked. We already yeah. talked about this. this. Is a good old. Tyler, uh, Tiger lawyer Tyler McCormick talking about the, and listen now now once he said it, I start paying attention it is so annoying that there's so many guys who flee takedowns going out of bounds and they don't get stall warnings and it's like that is the time of all times that they should be getting a stall warning yeah I mean we, we were talking this morning about so we can, we can slightly uh, move to one thing and, and come back to Penn State Michigan but mm-hmm. this uh, the Campbell NC State duel Ed Scott has a guy on his back, <laughs> and uh, do we have that clip? Yeah. It was in bounds. So, no, his feet were the Campbell Ed guy. Was. His knees were on the hardwood. This is so. I love this because Let I I can't stand, and we're gonna put it pull it in. I cannot stand this getting a foot, getting a toe, getting, and I don't even think this guy just got thrown out of bounds. He's not trying to put his feet out, but I don't. I would have hated if they'd have stopped this pin because this guy got his feet on. They have to. On the, I don't think you have but to. But at the same time, if yes, you do this out of that hardwood, he's going to slip and not be able to bridge. So your team, your team bailout here. I'm not team bailout. I mean, obviously, like in bailout. ideal scenarios, we have enough space between the out of bounds line and and whatever the flooring is, but. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's so here. I think it's easier to make a blanket rule than say, well, we're slippery. We're gonna call it, but if the floor's not slippery, we'll let them wrestle because then no one freaking knows what's gonna happen. If you're off the mat, you're off the mat, and it's, it's, and that's what makes out of bounds in college great. If anything's in, you're in. Which go? Oh, hey, how about that stupid? Uh, that makes college well. It's I mean, our, no, the, high school out of bounds is so sketch. Like, well, yeah, just because it's worse doesn't mean college is great. College out of bounds is like, I mean, how many times hey. I see guys with single legs just trying to get a hand or a toe on the hardwoods just so they oh, can get blatant. a restart? It's blatant, and they don't call it. It's on it. bottom, too. You need a restart? Get to the edge? They, yeah, but they don't call it. Hey, these refs, these refs, though, that Ragason RBY, you guys remember that? Yeah. Uh, Ragason, at first I was like, what is he pointing at? What's he doing? This is so stupid. And they watch it, and it's like... 
Yo, they were out of bounds. Like two inches, and they still, and the ref didn't change it. Like I get it's a, a cylinder out there, so like if you hover above it, but nah, RBY was though. clearly like two inches out. No, clearly well, out. So that was, that was annoying that they didn't change their call. On the that thing one. that, that might have so been obvious. in. Well, one, we have no idea if they had the same view we did. Yes, who knows what they were looking at. Two, Ragason's foot, foot. Ma- could have been the thing. Oh, the, you couldn't tell. Um, but yeah, you, it, bird, you need bird's eye view too. Technically, it looked like it looked like he was right though. I would have. We need to have a cylinder that just the light comes up, and so we can see. It was crazy how Art Roman almost got the major at the end there after after he had it, and then Ragason gets escaped. the escape late, and then he almost gave it up. Like it, yeah. it was. It was so Ra- much. Ragason than- has some serious deficiencies on bottom, which have now been exposed by McGee and Byron. I believe they both tilted him for four, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's got to get his wrist back. Uh, Forty-one. No Michich. Sounds like he's okay, and we'll see him again, but not. Totally sure. lame to miss a uh, Rivera Lee weekend, though. It's a big weekend to miss. That's lame. the week. Yeah, spin zone. That's the weekend to miss. Ha. <laughs> Um, no. I, but it sounds like not a serious thing, so that's good. Forty nine was unfortunate. I mean, listen, you can say what you no. want. About, stop. Say what you, you I, stop. I haven't even started. You won't even let me start before you're stopping me. You better not claim this. I'm gonna go back. You better, you better not claim this one as a win. Well, injury default would not count, I don't think. Okay. I don't think he counted that. Good. But I am beating you worse than before, and it's oh, only going to get worse as there's more matches. Um, but I thought, man, Bo, I listen, it was like one second of wrestling, but he came out more aggressive and assertive than we've seen this year. Would you not agree with that? I mean, there was, there was, I mean, there was literally one thing that happened. I mean, yeah. we're talking the first 20 seconds. Yeah. I mean, it was sort of... I just weird. want to complain about my picks. I missed by so many... I'm going to compliment you, JD. I missed so many by half a point. Mm. Like, that that's some good lines. Like, Dean, uh, half, literally half a point. He won by two, and it was two and a half. Um, Starokey won by one, and it was one and a half. Mm-hmm. Like, you're making some good lines, JD. Uh, yeah, it was, it was very good. I need good. to learn to... Uh... Pick uh, on the right side better. How about my Bergy wisdom? Wow. So I'll, Bergy... I'll move us to I'll move us to the next duel. You guys, you guys just need to give me this one. I picked Max Mir and you guys talked me out of it. I'm pissed at you guys. <laughs> no. I had this feeling it was gonna be tight, and you guys talked me out of it. No, no, no. That that is yes, not you my... did. I said I'm picking Max Mir and you said no. Sasso always kills him. I never said no. I probably brought that up. I don't. What do I care what you pick? I don't want to influence you. Go ahead, pick whatever you want. But I, what you said, I believe the conclusion you reached was, no, Max Mears could shoot ahead inside single. You said he cannot help himself. He can't help himself. That was your conclusion. Damn it. Um, But Murin did that that duel. He wrestled really tough. He was right there, and that would have been um, a, a huge win for Iowa, who took two losses that are. Definitely, definitely hurt. Um, Ayala, Heinz move. That was a great match, by the way. I mean, just a lot of offense, two guys looking to score. I think you saw, you see, you didn't learn anything new about Ayala, but when guys get to his legs, they. What the hell? Uh oh, what'd you do? Dang it! He took off his uh, 
messed ben, everything up. Ben took off his uh, sweatshirt and then proceeded to jam up all his electronics. That but, was not my best line. What? What did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was sort of that was disres- the disrespect for Malik Heinzelman is insane. And I don't want to say it's just you. He takes some bad losses. I mean, how many times does he get? Blo- well, first of all, the the matchup here is is great for Malik because. Malik is not going to get exposed from underneath by Drake Ayala. Drake is not elite on, from the top position. He can ride some guys, but he's not able to get a lot of turns. Um, but when guys – Ayala's got good reattacks. He's got good head hands. But when guys get to his legs, he's got some problems, and guys can finish on him. And Malik, I thought, was able to capitalize well. Now, in a rematch, who knows how it goes. But for right now, you know, Heinzelman seems to have an advantage on his feet. Then DeSanto was back, and the poor Kuntz family, they only seem to use the Kuntzes when it's <laughs> Iowa. I remember it was last year, they used both the Kuntz for Spencer Lee and Austin DeSanto. It was just, it was just diabolical. They got, they got. Wait, neither one of them are 2,500s. Maybe one, one of them made 25? One of them made 25, just for Spencer, just, speci- just special for Spencer Lee. And then um, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is true. Uh, okay. My son, son reminded me of this, actually. And then, <laughs> uh, and then yeah, so DeSanto, he rolls him up. 41, it was uh, Ironman looked pretty good against D'Amelio, although D'Amelio, he, he competed. But, yeah, the match was Muir and Sasso, uh, a 3-2 win for Sammy. What were your thoughts on this match overall? Um. I thought Sam, so. I thought Sammy was messing around a little too much in that scramble in the third period. I thought he there was there was a sequence where he might have lost there if he didn't get you know he was like working super super hard for that reversal, and um, I thought there was a couple of sequences where he could have just got the escape, which would have made it two to two, and then obviously he'd have to get the takedown. But I thought he was playing with fire a little bit. He was definitely playing with fire, and I've been thinking more about forty nine, just looking how it's been materializing throughout the season. And for Max Murin, who is putting together a pretty decent season, he's been wrestling well. There, there's an opportunity for him to place pretty high here if if things break right or he just has a good tournament. Because this yeah. is not this tournament. I mean, or this weight other than Yanni, they all have some vulnerabilities. Now we haven't seen them really That's... with Tariq yet, um, but so... Heil beats Gomez. Gomez is kind of beating everyone right now. Max Murin, love you, beat Yaya. Yes, love it beats Yaya. Um, Murin's beating Yaya. I mean, I think he's right there with a lot of these guys. Like Josh Howell's ranked fourth. Who is he favored against Max Murin? Who would pick that? Gomez is pulling him up because he beat Gomez. So and Gomez is beating a bunch of dudes. Max Max could go with Josh. Max could go with. I mean, Austin Austin right now to me is he's a dark horse to make a run. Here he's can, he's had to put together a really good season. I don't know if Ben will ever acknowledge it, but it's it's the reality. Austin Gomez is wrestling well. You picked him last week, huh? You picked him. Oh baby, over Ridge. Yep. Yeah, uh, great. Match. No, I damn it. I picked him. Where did I pick him at? I'll have to go back and search. That was a, that was a good match, you know. And it kind of, but we did talk about how some. Two people with a lot of fireworks might end up with no fireworks because they're kind of a little bit fearful of each other. That was that was kind of what happened. I don't know. I mean, they definitely locked up upper body one good time, and Gomez won the exchange. Yeah, but I'm just saying this, the final score was four to two. Right. So two really high scores. 
um, that's a low final. So I thought Ridge wasn't able to get it going on top, and Ridge also he never he never got on top. Yeah, he didn't get the opportunity, and then um, upper body they only really had one opportunity, one real exchange. Other than that, Gomez really dictated. I mean, Ridge's big issue is that he doesn't have a quality leg attack that he can rely on. That, that's mm-hmm. a and that's a huge issue, right? Uh, but if someone's shooting on him, which Gomez didn't really do, you know that, and that's smart on Gomez's part. Is like you don't really want to shoot all that much on Ridge Lovett if, if you don't have to, and you don't want to go on bottom of Ridge Lovett if you don't have to. And he didn't shoot, and he didn't go on bottom. So um, that's kind of what what you're looking for if you're wrestling him. Yeah, he did go bottom and it cost him. Yaya. Oh yes. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So Yaya was having the advantage on his on his feet. It was three takedowns. Love takedown. it only one by one point. I was the one guy that picked Love it to cover one and a half. <laughs> um, I I don't yeah. know if we should move off of Penn State Michigan yet. I think we we oh, did. Really? What else? That Brooks Amin exchange was ridiculous at the end. It was kind of a boring match. There was not a lot of attacks. I think. Brooks was sort of dictating early, but he wasn't taking a lot of risks, not a lot of attacks. He got the one ankle pick, I think, in the first period. But beyond that, and then it was kind of off a restart, but not really. Like, they were out of bounds, and they centered up, and then Amin darts in on this single, and Amin's in, and then he has the foot, and Brooks throws the head to the outside, and they is multiple We have a clip of really it. strong defenses yeah, there's, there's here. a couple times when... Uh, Amin gets, you know, in relatively good position, but then, yeah, Brooks' hips just too strong. Hips, and he, he kept going to the foot, getting to the foot, getting to the in foot. The and, and a few times, Amin was able to free himself and get back to a neutral, almost a neutral standing single position. Yes. And Brooks just was not to be taken down. But I think if you're Amin, you're like, all right, I obviously can beat this guy. I just got to finish the leg attack. Yes. And if you're... If you're Brooks, I think it's like I, I wonder if that match I think in the third period, going into that match, if you told Aaron Brooks he's gonna be on a standing single on you in a tie match, you're gonna be like, Okay, that's uh that's not ideal. That's probably not the 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 circumstance you wanna be in. So it's obviously going to be a nip and tuck match the next time because I don't think I don't think Brooks style is gonna lend itself to getting three, four takedowns or even two takedowns against no. someone. It's going to be a one takedown match because he's well, not – At least in the top four there. What would you say? The top, four, the top four of 184, that's going to be the case. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. This And this Dean Brucky match uh, was nuts because Brucky was like really having good success from neutral. And then – I, I said going into the third period, I was like, I don't think he should go under. And he almost got away, but then he gets ridden out, sudden victory, tired, and then he gives gives up the takedown in overtime. Maybe it's good for him to have felt the, the top work of uh, of Max. If you're listening on Spotify, yeah. you can watch. You can takedown. see that the, he went back to the same ankle pick he scored with, and he's got thrown by for a, for a, for a takedown, did Brucky. But... I thought Brucky obviously wrestled a really good match, but Dean Dean had it at the end. And there was a lot of complaints about Dean's oh. top work in the third, which for the people a lot of people thought it was stalling. I really he could have maybe got a call or a warning, but I thought he mm-hmm. one, 
Dean is not as bad as No. Dean is not a, a traditional stall rider, I would say. I think he's someone who he this this is a guy that works to turn. He was working for the bow and arrow. And then Brucky would get to his feet. He was on a single leg, but there's a misconception about the drop down rule. And you hear it from corners, you hear it from fans. Because someone has a standing single and is on top, there's no five count there. There's no count at all. It's like, it's just he needs to work to return. That's so funny to me because the standing single is the place at which they could stall the greatest, Mm -hmm. right? Because the the guy who who has his leg up, right, so the bottom person in the situation – in order for him to free his foot, he was going to have to take some pretty large risks. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, obviously, the other you could turn down and go kind of turtle shell, which then again, you know, you're kind of conceding a little bit because you know that there's no path to escape. So all positions, um, that's one where I feel like it, you probably should be getting a stall call, and you probably should have to work really hard to try to return them quickly. And if you can't, then you're going to have to let them go. Yeah, you can do the uh, uh, the fake attempt at uh, tripping, you know, like, oh, I can't reach yeah. the other leg. I can't reach. I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah. Yeah. And so, man, I think that's I, – I saw actually I saw quite a bit of top stalling, and I, I'm frustrated by the lack of – if it's not with – the. and I'll tell you the situation that annoys me the most – if it's not within the guidelines of what we call stalling, right, dropping down to a leg, side headlocks, etc., um, then we're not going to call it. No matter no matter what the top person is doing, we're not going to call it. And that that annoys the crap out of me because it's like, man, if this top guy, I'm, I'm blanking on which match was really bad this weekend, but there was one that I was watching, and but then if someone goes for an assassin, a pinning combination, you're gonna start counting to five on them. Like ref, do you not, you literally, that is not a side headlock. That's an assassin. Do you literally not know wrestling to that level? It pisses me off. Um, and really that side headlock is not being used like it was say, a decade ago to stall. So they should probably like take that out of the rule book. Yeah. I mean, it, it wouldn't take, but you just bring, putting it back, taking it out of the rule book before people would game it again. That's probably why it's not being but then you. But if you're jumping to this, if you're stalling, call. I mean, this is where I get back to. It's like, I feel like it's so simple. If they're stalling, call them for stalling. And if they're not stalling, don't call them for stalling. Doesn't that seem so simple? Like, you, you, we can all watch. You guys are wrestling fans. You can watch a top guy and know when he's making no attempt to turn someone. It's right. so easy to see. I just don't understand why it's so complex. Yeah. It has to be so complex. I, I agree. It's not... Um... I wish it were called differently as well. Um, the other one that reminds me, um, which we've talked about this one before, uh, who was it? It was Gavin Hoffman. Warner was keeping his toe on the mat, which we know is so stupid because the second Gavin Hoffman does something good, he'll pull his toe out. So Gavin Hoffman crawled out, which is the only thing the bottom guy can do at that point, and Gavin Hoffman got called for stalling. Oh, I'm yeah. like, oh, my God, this is absurd. That is, a, that is an annoying thing that happens. Uh, speaking of assassins, I think JD is looking for it. The uh, oh, well, did oh, you yeah. s- hey, yeah, I'm embarrassed. The bottom guy, I don't know who the bottom guy was, but yeah, you listen, can't I get clowned like that. that. Well, he, but the way he just turns and leaves his head up, like, where do you think you're gonna go from here? Like, just put your head underneath the body, and he's not gonna do anything. It's so simple. I think it's one of those scenarios where it's like you just never been there, and you're not you're so programmed for certain things on bottom, and then yeah. someone throws this. The what do we call that lineup too? When you line up facing the opposite direction and the hand and the elbow, I've um, 
I don't know if I've ever seen anyone in D I knew it was a thing you're allowed to do, but no one does it. Um, why can't we find this video? We it was it. we posted it, but you we guys can't post it. Who posted it? I know, but it's like, we're looking. I've been watching, keeping a side eye on our Instagram. I can't find it. Um, okay. Anyway, um, that was copyright infringement. And you have to take it out. That was a well. It, I think it was from it was our, our stream. It was our live stream, so that would be <laughs> highly annoying if that happened. Call yourselves. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what that's called. I don't foresee that happening because if you're not an idiot and you're the bottom guy, nothing's going to happen. Now, must we call nah, it? Sorry, no offense. I, got to, it. I believe it was Okay, we got it. Um, we're, so we'll be able to show the most ridiculous pin of uh, 2022. Um, okay, so where the heck were we right, actually? We got it. Look at this. Classic. Yagoon. I mean, he look at the lineup again. Like, look at how he lines up. This is crazy. If you're not watching on the video, you should um, go back real quick because this is. Uh, sorry to all Apple ball. listeners, but switch to Spotify so you can watch. Switch to Spotify <laughs> like an adult. Um, I mean, well, if you're that Oregon State guy, you got to go into hibernation for a little bit. Beavers don't uh, hibernate. But you have to. You can't. Bears hibernate. Which is what uh, the Northern Colorado. Well, hibernation is over. Hibernation's over. <laughs> so that's such a sick move. He was losing too. He needed he like losing. Cody Eaton. What a legend. Best yeah. pause. Best pause right here. Best pause right there. Right there. Alfred. Oh, if I mean literally the top guy. Okay, right. If he just puts his elbow in and or puts his head underneath the body, pivot this way, not that way. You go that way. You're gonna get tossed on your back. Come on, bro. Now, how many people are we gonna see do this? You know, when they're down. None, because it's not going to work anymore. Because it's freaking easy to stop. I'd hit you with it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. Honestly, we would probably work and because they're significantly worse wrestlers is the high school level. Yeah. Where people don't understand wrestling, that's where it would actually have some function. At the Division One college level, if this works anymore, I would be semi-shocked. All right. You need to – at your clinic on Friday, you need to show this. Uh, you need to show defense for it before our, all our kids are, are getting are getting partied on. Keith Cawthon brings up a good point. Stay woke on uh, Little Rock doing this as Chandler Rogers is their head coach. This is very Chandler Rogers-esque. Yeah, it seems like something he would do. <laughs> uh, all right. where were, I don't even know what was happening or how we got there, but this, that's just how yeah, the show Yeah, I don't know. Goes. How did you get there? Wait, I know. I know. I, I, we so were I'll take it. I will get us centered and focused, Christian, because, Thank you. you know, we had moved from the Penn State-Michigan duel to Iowa-Ohio State, and we were creeping up on your terrible prediction. And so you took us back to Penn State-Michigan. What was we my terrible prediction? Carson Karsla and Marinelli, where you said he will not short-drag him. I did. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, I did say that. You Well, you – hold on. You didn't say he would. You asked, you asked, is he going to hit him with a drag? I was like, I don't think so. He's going to be ready for that. And he was not he ready for it. Um, he hit him with the, he hit him with the sucker drag. I mean, the great, this is the greatest sucker dragger of our generation. Look, Tyler, pull in. Uh, we have the clip from Marinelli and then the clip from, he did it to Griffith too. <laughs> yes. Like, who's out here short dragging? National champs. and It's literally called a sucker drag. Literally, sucker. Boom. What does he do special about it? Because it looks like every great sucker drag I've ever seen. Like he comes. He even ran. Boom. He even ran waste at first on that one. Yeah, which is not yeah. always advisable. Really, Look, you got to go to the. Where else would you go on a sucker drag? You come up to the drop, leg. Drop down. Which he did eventually. That's how he took him down. 
Because you would never su- you wouldn't sucker drag from your feet if you're on your knees. You don't want to go to the leg. That's a bad idea. I would. Then not you wouldn't under- you wouldn't understand technique at this level. Yeah. I mean, well, if you if you're that low and you go to the leg, they're going to be able to free it from you. If you go around the waist, you can do the old Mitch McKee where he um right he went down. here and they were and then he he pulled yeah pulled them back this way. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Show the clip. Uh, he did it to Griffith too, Tyler. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe because his, his neck, is, I mean, it's got to have something to do with, right? His, his grip is important on the armpit here. Maybe his neck is like hard to hold on to. Maybe it's big, extra large or something. So that's maybe he gets a little more. Maybe he some grease on himself right here. Put wow. some grease on his neck. What a scandal. <laughs> not, he's not getting wiped down before. <laughs> um, either way, yeah, I said that's he's not going to sucker drag him. I mean, I just. I did not rule out the possibility. Listen, a bad prediction would have been saying like, Well, you said he will not. I think that rules out the possibility. Okay. Uh, (laughs) No, no, no. What I said there wasn't a possibility. (laughs) That's not what I said. I said I didn't rule out the possibility that he could score a takedown. I said he's not going to do that. And it's not like you But then he did that. Okay. It's not like you guys took the counter perspective. You said, oh, Ben. Don't say just because you're wrong, Christian. It's okay. <laughs> I don't know. You don't have to attack us because you were wrong. Listen, it's not about being wrong. It's like you guys are right. You didn't say anything. It's not like we had this debate where I said he's not going to suck a dragon. You said, oh, yes, he will. Watch. And then he did. This is not some triumph for you, Ben. You didn't even I mean, put listen, your neck out there. What perspective did you give? You're making excuses here, Christian. It's okay. You got one wrong. We all get one wrong sometimes. Don't no. It's not an excuse. It's not an excuse. Sounds like an excuse to me. No, I don't think you know what. He was defensive because he had a bad take. Listen, this, <laughs> listen, this, these are the two guys looking up at me, wondering how can I get more picks yeah. right as they fall also, further and further behind every single week. You also said uh, uh, Kirkland wasn't on Mason Paris's tier. So that's two, two terrible you were, one. You were right there with me. <laughs> we were arm in arm, brother. What are you talking about? <laughs> that i don't recall that you co-sign okay you sound like well you should be in congress <laughs> with your rec your, with your recollections um uh, this is, is a type you, of I, crown cartel the greatest sucker dragger of all time though that's what i'm saying well He's, who well i mean we'd have to go way back probably to find someone who's that good at a sucker drag ryan lang had a good one i'm pretty sure the for you ryan lang that's my only northwestern ryan one. lang that one okay. i think he hit it he hit one against I think his name was Fish of Donnie Fish from Ryder. Ryder. Yeah. He was like yeah. losing and he uh he like shot under sucker drag. Great move. Uh I don't yeah, he, he is the greatest sucker dragger of our of our generation, we can at least safely say. No one's You guys remember in freestyle wrestling all the time when they used to feel your neck, they would literally the referee would like feel your neck and the saying he doesn't fits, get pat like, down before matches. Wow. Yeah, like if you're greasing your neck or greasing your ribs for some gut wrenches. They still do that. They just give the – it's more yeah. just a touch now. Hi. Well, they'll just like – they don't it's do quick. the – They don't do the full, the full uh, pat You used down. to do the whole like presentation, you know. You show your yeah. blood rag and then make yeah. your tea. Yeah, yeah. get inspected. Fun. Okay, so we got to talk about this match where, where Karchla pulls, up the, pulls off the upset. Um, and I think we knew it was going to be a close one, right? I mean – Maybe JD didn't know because he picked the over here and thought Marinelli would cover, but um, and he was so so very wrong. It was incredible. But yeah. that line was one and a half. I mean, Tyler, the producer who doesn't watch any of this, got it right. <laughs> That's just got to shake you. You're the only one who got it wrong. 
<laughs> I am. I thought Marinelli was going to win like an over. I thought it was going to go into overtime and Marinelli was going to win three to one or what? something like that or five to three. Which honestly well, was how totally about reasonable. Mike situation. That was tremendous regarding this match. What situation? The hot mic situation. Well, he oh, said yeah. trucker. He did say trucker. <laughs> he said another trucker, dude. Um, well, that was after. That was after. That was in the 184 match. I guess if you didn't hear it, uh, Terry said that um, Marinelli chased that mother trucker all over the mat. Literally said mother trucker. He literally said mother trucker. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> editing at all. This is a verbatim quote in one of the greatest quotes in, in wrestling history. Now, it is... In the first period, I will say that um, Marinelli was definitely taking ground, more aggressive and offensive. But yes. it, it sort of, after that first period, it, it definitely changed. Well, hey, but here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. This is not freestyle wrestling. In freestyle wrestling, you get passivities by controlling position in space, which we talk about, uh, which I at times have an issue with. In folk style you need to be able to take some attacks if you're going to get a stalk on another person you need to be offensive and aggressive and i don't know if i would clarify marinelli as being that aggressive um i definitely did not feel as though any stall calls were warranted in this match and i love stalling yeah <laughs> there there may be uh i thought i thought a mer a one warning um yeah. would have been merited in the first period i thought because it wasn't some guy just pushing around. He was he was dropping to his knee. He was initiating attacks. But it's nothing that I think would have changed the match materially other than maybe Karchla I mean, maybe the entire match changes and Karchla engages more and who knows what happens. But um I don't know. Whatever happened to imposing your will. And I, I feel like this about just in general the a general commentary on Stalin. Like like yeah. um and this isn't even related it's to Marinelli or – what is that noise? Not... Sorry. That was my bad. Being I, was anyway. um, I think one thing about the – Who's you making excuses? I was listening to our show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you would think the one person that would have to listen to the show is the guy that's on it right now. But um... Well, I freaking – no, I try to watch because I want to see the comments like you guys do. I took my sweatshirt off, and this freaking thing stopped working, and I can't figure out why, so now I – I, it's not connected, so now I'm just speaking to you through the computer, and your voice is coming out. And I accidentally I clicked on something, and then so the audio came back up. Anyways, sorry. Here we are. So I would say, like, there's a, and I'm I hear from from everyone. They're like, this guy was running the whole match. This guy's this is not an Iowa or a Penn State or anything commentary. It's just a general commentary of how people are wanting stall calls. I'm like, man, your guy's not shooting. Your guy's not taking any risk. Your guy's not. You yeah. gotta let let it fly more, and I just don't I don't see it. Uh, you know, I just don't think you there's don't any major gripes. Yeah, you don't deserve points for pushing them. Yeah, um, you need to yeah. be aggressive. You need but to do I I do think a, a, a step out point changes a lot of this discussion completely. And I'm miss so I'm Mister Call Stalling. I'm Mister. There should be an edge step out. But I also know, I f I feel like risk should be rewarded, and I just don't think. Eh. Just kind of taking ground or whatever. And I'm not even talking about the Marinelli one because I think he was actually looking to score. But then in the third period, yep. I think we knew this was going to be a close match, and he gets a sucker drag, and that's kind of that's, that's but the match. The other thing we're, we should be talking about, too, in this match is that I believe that Marinelli got to, like, 101 ride time. And so had 
Cardinal got it, it was going to be a 2-1 victory for, right? Is that what it was? Or maybe he, he got a, over that riding time. I can't recall the riding time situation. Well, what was the final, no, the final score was 4-3. to three. The ride time was in the balance. Okay. Yeah, who did I, so Marinelli had it? Yes, let me I'm going to I'm going to bring the match up. Yeah, he had 101 riding time. So he would have been uh Karcher had the score. Yeah, Karcher had, had the score, score the takedown. Yeah. Regulation to win. Man. Yeah. So then he immediately erased the riding time and then that was that was it. For so Wait, for so You have the final score right now is 4-3. I thought the final score was 3 to 1, right? It was 3 to 2. Yeah. Okay, you have four three written down. Oh boy. Sometimes I wonder if I'm actually winning or JD's just putting everything wrong. Miles might be just changing his choices too. We really no, I absolutely not. You can revoke uh, edit access. I definitely am not doing that. You can put this in a PDF format or something. Listen to these excuses from Ben. Um <laughs> so now with one sixty five heading into Bergy Marinelli, is this now is this a match, Ben? Uh, I, it's, I mean, Marinelli ain't gonna blow him out. Yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a one takedown match where I think Marinelli is more favored here than he was against Karchla, but I don't see yeah. a scenario where this flirts with anything resembling a, a beatdown. Hell no. No way. Um, yeah. So it was one to one with a minute two ride time for Marinelli. That was I remember that correctly. Yes. And so Marzo had to get this takedown, otherwise it was a two to one win. He gets it. He erased the ride time, and then Marinelli gets the takedown to make or the escape to make it three two. Serious drama on the East Coast for the ACC, where oh my Virginia goodness. Tech and NC State were. Scheduled. I mean, we talked. We did a whole freaking duel preview about this thing. We were excited. I mean, Friday was gonna be like the greatest Friday of duels. You know, you're gonna have Michigan, Penn State, Virginia Tech, NC State, Iowa, Ohio State, and then that night or basically that day, you find out no, the duel's not happening, and it's like, well, why? And it's, it's the Virginia Tech had three starters and a backup out. Um, which I believe COVID related. And they're like, hey, we can't really field the full team, et cetera. Can we get a reschedule for this? And NC State didn't want to do that. Um, they couldn't agree on it anyways. And so I've thought about they, this. We, we need to get them both on the call and we need to re renegotiate this and find a, a future date for the wrestle because it's ridiculous. It, so I, I think there's two things happen that are ridiculous. I think one, okay, the first thing that's ridiculous, after I thought about some more, you just got to go take your medicine, I think, if you're Virginia Tech. Yeah, you're going to be down three starters. You're not going to win the duel. But that's, that's why you have 30 people on your team. You need to go and yeah. wrestle, okay? And I get that you don't want to. And I, and I don't know the, the circumstances that led them to, the, to forfeiting. But yeah. I would think... It'd be like, I, I would imagine they probably thought, okay, we don't have our guys. NC State will want to reschedule this and, and whatever. And I think both sides were, were not willing to make a compromise. Like Virginia Tech was not willing yeah. to compromise and bring um, a 70% team and, or 60% mm -hmm. team. And then NC State was, not, was like, no, we're healthy and ready to go. This is the date. Let's wrestle now. 
which I don't think that's good either because um, for – Let's do this, Christian. Let's get him, get him on the phone. Get him on the phone. We'll <laughs> right, negotiate I'll, this. I'll call Roby. You call Pat. Up. Let's go. Well, here's the, and here's the thing. It's like for ACC, it's like, come on, you guys kind of have a sweet schedule. You do one duel a week for like six yeah, weeks. You, you, could, yeah. you could find a way to do it. So on that – so I feel I feel like I'm being fair here, where it's like Virginia Tech, you should probably go take your medicine. NC State, yeah. you should probably. This is the biggest duel of for the conference. I think it's big for the conference. I think you find a way to get it rescheduled. Maybe it didn't fit the criteria for a reschedule and it wasn't possible, but I think it you probably could have done it if you wanted to. So I think yeah. it's just overall unfortunate, and I wanted to see the duel, and I think it it should happen. And for the ACC, these are the duels. I mean, it's like. There's some other kind of cool duels, but there's nothing like Tech NC State right now. There's no one on yeah. their level right now, right? These are yeah. these are too far and away. The class of they're the biggest rivals, one, um, and two, they're the they're the best teams. So it's yes. disappointing, and the uh, they had all the momentum because yeah. their duels are always insane. They're always crazy and epic and close and. And now we are deprived. Now we are deprived, and I'm I just think I'm just sad that the duel didn't happen in some Virginia way. Virginia Tech or already form. pushed their duel against Pitt to Sunday. It was supposed to be Friday. Uh, the statement says the competition date for Virginia Tech wrestling's ACC match at Pitt has been changed from 2 p.m. Eastern on to 2 p.m. Eastern on Sunday, January 3rd. The match was originally slated to occur at 7 p.m. on Friday, January 28th, in the ACC's competition yeah. window. Now, Tech may have. I think they were going to have. This is easy. Let me help you, Christian. It's simple. Virginia Tech, you have Sunday, February 6th, Sunday, February 13th, and Sunday, February 20th. You have all of those dates free. This is not freaking hard. It's not. It's, it's, yeah, I know. I mean, that's, that's the, they have all their Sundays, I think, are free for both because they just wrestle on Friday nights, I think. So, yeah, they Uh, could. Yes. All of those dates are free. Let's make it happen. It's not going to happen. Come on. Ben? Pat Pop, you me off here. Let's make it happen. This duel. It really should. But then, you know, the listen, here's the thing. People can hypothetical. Oh, lovely. Let's go. People can hypothetical things to, to the nth degree, but then you could say, well, what if NC State has some guys out? Then they, they lose the duel because they rescheduled. Um, I we can, need to I, make an ironclad contract. February the 13th, right before Valentine's Day, winner gets all the girls. Let's freaking do this. <laughs> I don't care who's sick. I don't care who's healthy. Put it on the line. Let's go. Jacob Warner's going to come and take all the girls. <laughs> Ladies, man, needs to stay away from the girls because he'd be gassing out in all these matches. He's <laughs> Weak legs. <laughs> not uh, look oh, good, bro. He does uh, not look good. He gassed out against the Minnesota dude. He was gassing out against Gavin Hoffman. Winning these matches by one point, he he needs to take a break. What, what are you thinking about the, the Dean – Warner match after Dean's weekend and Warner's weekend. I mean, it's, I feel like it's going to be competitive, but I feel like I've just watched Jacob Warner against the Minnesota guy who he kind of gassed out in the third period. Um, you know, he's not only really, he's not like falling over gassing, but he's definitely not. When we talk about him versus opponent, definitely not good. When we look at the Gavin Hoffman match, same, same scenario. He gets an early takedown, the ride out in the first period. But then I think Gavin Halfway got what take on the end of the second, mm-hmm. or maybe in the he almost got taken in the second and got taken on the third. Like these are close matches against guys he should kind of be hammering. 
Um, so I'm taking Max Dean for sure. Yeah. He, he, yeah, he would be a, he would be a favorite. Um, okay. So I guess that's a bow on the, the tech NC state, not dual. No, we're not putting a bow on it. It's no bow. <laughs> open to no yeah. bow. Tony Roby, pep pop. Freaking let's do this. Make it happen. Someone asked the question. We let's debate this. Someone actually asked the question that, you know, wrestling has a lot of momentum and is all of these missing duels, missing big matches going to affect the momentum. And I, I'm going to say no in, in the short term, but if this is something that continues, it's, it's not ideal. I mean, I remember we did the over-under that week. Uh, was it week eight, I believe, when we had, you know, uh, uh, over-under 12 and a half matches that are going to happen. I think it was of 25, and it was 11 out of 25 good matches happened. Like, if that continues, that will hurt the sport um, because if we're not seeing good matches, we're not going to tune in and watch. So we need these good matches to happen. Virginia Tech – NC State, uh, I know you guys are both upset at each other. You guys need to be grown-ups. You need to get on the phone with each other. You need to work this out because this is important for both of your fan bases. This is important for the ACC. This is important for wrestling. Make this freaking duel happen. Stop playing around. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm with you. I want to see it. Man, I just want to see that duel. I mean, how do you not want to see a duel like that? It's great. Yeah. Um, okay. Some other there's there are quite a few notable results outside of the duels that we've been discussing, right? Um, we Absolutely. talked about the we talked about 49 with Lovett beats Yaya, Gomez beats Lovett. Um, a, one of the I th- my eyes are continue to be opened by Evan Wick, he beats Valencia 9 1. I don't trust him, it was ugly. I think they've wrestled in the past and it hasn't been that bad. Um, and Valencia's having a decent year. Freestyle. I don't know if he's lost him in folk style. Yeah. I picked that one correctly. Did you? Did we? We did that one? I, I did. not pick that one correctly. I, I was the only be, one. I mean, I thought it was win, but it was a four and a half point spread. I didn't think it was going to be that big of a beatdown. Yeah. And it a beatdown it was. And we hadn't seen Evan for a little bit either. Since CKLV. Yeah. So it was it was good to see him back and quite a response there. And yeah, let me see if they've wrestled. No, just the uh, one I'm time. I'm scrolling through the wrestling set right now. Just the one meeting oh between God. those Evan, two. Evan Wick uh, made the decision. Mikhail Foy, who's the 97 pounder from Michigan or Minnesota right now. <laughs> Man, hilarious. He maybe he bumps I'm up. I'm not finding them in the folk style match. I'm I'm way far back right now. Yeah, so I think we looked at Valencia's losses and we're like, ah, it's even against good guys, he doesn't he doesn't get destroyed. And then I said something yeah, I mean, small was, for him. They do. Uber dominant on the top position. I mean, Valencia did have a chance, and Evan uh, Evan scrambled out of that last takedown attempt. Remember where Valencia kind of headlocked, and he, Evan kept the tricep and then spun out and then wrestled through it and got the takedown. No, this is when we brought up, and I think it was after we made the pick, and then we're like, wait, Keegan teched him, and Ethan Smith majored him, and then we got – but then we didn't. We were, we were stubborn. Stubborn. We paid the price. Paz get, gets pinned by uh, Malchuski of Michigan State. Did you see this one? I did not see this one. Okay. Well, it's – hold on. Let me see if I can find it. MSU Wrestling. Because it was it was a kind of a highlight reel pin, sort of. Let me see if um... – Well, then Paz didn't wrestle on Sunday versus Brooks. Or um, who did they have on Sunday? Mean, yes. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. They got to have this. It was, it was a very epic pin. Um I'm trying to I'm trying to bring it up here. Um, keep showing Rutgers the Caffy Caf- beating Dean. All right, here we no, go. Last year, I got it. I got it. I'm sending it you to got Tyler. It? Okay. 
right, to T-Bone. Bring it up. Yeah, so Paz didn't wrestle Sunday against Michigan, unfortunately, which that would have been a good match. So none of the, none of the good matches in Michigan, Rutgers happened. Michich versus um, uh, Rivera didn't happen either, unfortunately. Right. So Malchuski, he pins Poznanski. Sorry about the volume. Um, but he tries this the cartwheel thing, hip over, which I always think is nuts looking, but it works most of the time. But it works most of the time. But here it's super. It really doesn't work. All right, here we go. So he gets a return. He puts the half in here. Malchuski on top of. Uh, yeah. You got Pause. coaches already. Yeah, I know. I don't know why they love doing it. Boom. And no, you can't. Yeah, why would you? You're not supposed to cartwheel when they have the half Nelson in. It's <laughs> not, it's with it's the claw. The cartwheel works against the claw, guys. It, it, this is that was bad. That was that was bad. Yeah. Yeah. You don't cartwheel with the half. You cartwheel with the claw. Yeah. That's what I told Caleb. And there needs to be so I mean when the cartwheel really works more than not. Now you can't if you're really super um, powerful. You can use it from other positions. Although when when it really works is when the pressure is being ratcheted up by the by the top guy going out to the side more, right? In a more perpendicular avenue, he's cranking that claw to the side, and then boom, you go. Yeah. So a uh, uh, big win for uh, Michigan State. They beat they beat Melch Purdue, Rutgers, in Indiana. So very solid performance. Did he beat DJ Washington? I check his wrestle stat, but I can't spell his damn name. Who? Malchuski. No, he lost to DJ. Kyle Cochran. And Kyle Cochran beat DJ of uh, yeah. Maryland. So that's a nice win. But yeah, Michigan State doing a nice doing a oh, nice job. having a good year. Quietly. They, they had to take their medicine against uh, Penn State. But they got the win at 197 with Caffey. Knocking off Dean. Just a one take. Kathy beat Bullsack this weekend, too. He yeah, hammered Kathy, him, didn't I he? At, he majored him. It was He was losing with like a minute left and majored him. Because yeah, he, 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 he hit it. a Merkel for uh, six and then got another turn. Merkel madness. I, yeah, I don't know if there wasn't something that people weren't talking about maybe with Kathy, but early season, you know, he dropped way down because he lost to Robluski from uh, Illinois. Illinois. He lost to Wilson. He was good. And then he lost a, a coaster from Navy, yeah. you know, major. So, but then you look at his last six matches. So he did lose to Beard at the scuffle, but his last six matches, he beat he Sloan, lost to Michael Rocky Beard, Nola, <laughs> and then beat Bullsack. Those are some good wins right there. So wow. he's getting hot at the right time. Quarterback controversy at one ninety seven for Penn State with the with the Beard Caffey <laughs> dynamic. You never know. Nice, real. Oh man, that's. Uh, so that was a big win for for Caffey, and Dean. You know he's he's kind of been playing with fire a little bit. The Bolsick match was pretty close uh, the week prior. Obviously the Brucky match in here with Caffey. So one ninety seven. I I was kind of um, saying you know it's Dean and Ferrari and then kind of everyone else, but that doesn't look to be the case. Why are you guys leaving uh, Rocky Elam ranks so high? Because now he's had two not so great losses, I guess. Because everybody guess has losses. Beat Max, beat Max Dean just lost. Jacob Warner lost to Bastida. Stephen Buchanan lost to Owen Pence. Yeah, who's okay. got? Yeah. Well, I guess so. He, he did hammer Sloan at the at scuffle. He beat Beard at the scuffle. Uh, he beat Louis Dupre. 
Yeah, I mean, beat Woodley. Yeah, yeah this, okay. This weight yeah, is totally nuts. All these guys have losses. Yeah, but Rocky does seem high, though. He just beat Rocky does Woodley this know, weekend. But you, yeah. yeah, he just beat Woodley, who's seven, and he has beat Sloan before, but he did lose to Sloan. He's also beat Beard, and Beard's beat Caffey. Yeah. How about, I mean, this is not going to be Ben's favorite part of the show, but get jacked. Dude. South Dakota State beat Missouri. And, yes, Missouri yeah. was without Keegan O'Toole and Peyton Mako. However, no. they, they won a lot of matches they were not supposed to win. Yeah, that was not, not a good deal for Missouri. I, I don't know. I don't make excuses for them. They wrestled like crap. Um, you know, Tag, Gabe Tag comes out and pins Connor Brown, which is, that's big. Hart did beat Carlson yet again, so that's nice. We all lost on that one. We all lost on that one. Mm-hmm. You know, Edmund, well, I think the, I mean, the most notable ones to me in that one were uh, Rocky losing to Tanner Sloan, who he had just beat, and then Zach Elam lost to uh, Nevels, who you know I wouldn't have really considered him that much of a threat there. So those those two matches are unfortunate. Obviously, they lost eighty four also, which is not ideal. Kate King beating Jeremiah Kent definitely surprised me, but man, Coach Hans got it going, and uh, yeah. he just lost. He's had a coach ripped out from under him, and the, the, the what train they keeps put moving. Him in it? Yeah, they should have put him in the lineup. Well, they have Taylor Cook. Uh, he he said uh, they actually discussed it, and there was compliance issues yeah. in an interview. Uh, Edmund Edmund rebounds from a loss. Uh, he lost to the – who did he lose to? The Oklahoma backup. The Oklahoma backup. It was um, – uh, what's his name? What is that guy's last He's name? He's not very good. He's all right. But he's me, no, he, he lost to one of our guys at the UW UW Juniors last year. So I was just looking that up. Yeah, so huge win for South Dakota State. Got to be, I mean, 21-12, too. That's not, you know. Anyway, I, what we were deprived of was one of my, our favorite picks, pick-ems was the, was the O'Toole-Tanner Cook match. Yeah. <laughs> the pin or no pin. What was going to happen there? I hope they hit at Big 12 just so we can finally settle the long closure. Debate. Closure. <laughs> Much needed closure. Um, okay, that was shout out South Dakota State. Where do we want to go next? I have With a great Willie McDougal is who Josh Edmond lost to. Gotcha. I have a gripe with the official in the Nebraska uh, Northwestern match. Go off, King. Because Deacon only beat Rob. Four to two, mm-hmm. um, but so one of his his takedown came. He put Rob in danger, like uh, single leg. Rob draped over top. He put him in danger. He gets the takedown, and then comes out of ninety, but still like same position. And they call stalemate immediately, like one second after he calls the takedown. Mm. You can't do that. That's weird. Yeah, I, I think we should just mark his win for us. Denied, denied the opportunity for Deacon to get back points there. I just think you just have to – you've got to put athlete safety first. And you know what? <laughs> At the end of the day, that's priority one. Uh, so, yeah, he won 4-2, to two, but he was back – we all got that one wrong. Yes. Um, we all said awesome. – uh, Rob hit a beautiful roll, though, in that move to avoid giving up a takedown. He's rolly. Um, it was like – Deacon shot a single. I wish we had a clip of it. Um, Deacon shot a single, and he had Shinwizer and rolled through 
Um, he didn't get a takedown off of it, but it was nice. He almost did. He had Deacon in danger for a second before Deacon was able to roll through. Okay. This Rob almost over rolls, like too too much rolling. Yeah, it, he literally back. didn't allow Deacon to come through yeah. to his belly. Once a week, I'm going to talk about this person, and you guys can deal with it or you can embrace it, whatever. But Dean Hamidi is just killing everyone. I don't care what the records are. There's not yeah. people in wrestling that are destroying Division One wrestlers at the level he is. He is just housing Maryland. people. We got, two, we got two weeks, and then he's got Marinelli, so then, we, then we're going to see what the real deal is. I mean, he the, his that, first no, takedown I mean, against... Listen. The Bubba Wilson was good. He pinned him and and the uh, Minnesota kid, but this dude from Purdue, uh, he's he's really bad. So, uh, and I think the Maryland dude is really bad also. He is just, I mean, kicking necks in left and right. I, yes. I don't know if he's a title contender, but Except I don't. against Tyler Brennan of Little Rock. Listen, who has given him his toughest match? That was like hey, November. Tech balled by multiple people, so he's not very. Yeah. Okay. His, so his one match is the. It, it, it is just interesting that that is his most notable match and toughest match. Right? Yeah. And he still has not uh, faced like a top, you know, five guy yet. I know, but my gosh, he just goes out to destroy. He's just yeah. constantly in pursuit of the next point. One thing actually, I was going to compliment him on, and it was it's the Bubba Wilson and the Kale Carlson, like or yeah, Kale. No, mm -hmm. which Carlson is? You're it? right, Kale. The Kale. The Kale. Uh, and I'm going to crap on everyone else. Cause actually, I just worked with UW Parkside last week, and like we worked on Inside Cradles. And I said, the the benefit you're going to get good from, from understanding an Inside Cradle position, it's not going to be that much work. And if you get it locked up, you can pin people. And that's what he does. And like the Bubba Wilson and calls, I don't even think they're real moves. It's just like he kind of caught them out of position, and they're heading their knee or too close, and boom, he locks his hands, and then there you go. Whereas... There's multiple other matches this week where I'm watching the guys have inside cradles and they just let them go. There is nothing in wrestling that is more offensive to me than when you have an inside cradle locked up and you let it go. Like, I think you're an idiot if you do that. I am highly offended because when you have wow. an inside cradle, you should pin them. You should pin them. And then you just let it go? You don't even get back points? The hell's wrong with you? Any of you, any of you, any of you college wrestlers who let an inside cradle go, uh, we got issues. <laughs> he got we got issues. He's got big time beef yeah. with the with the cradle releasers. Um, I don't know what no, it is. It's like cradle. Hamidi Hamidi's thing is he's got these these long arms. He can clamp it on quick and yeah. yeah he's well. I think that's maybe yeah maybe when uh, you know those those two that I mentioned um, that he pinned. You know a possible could be they're not. You know I was talking about having like a cradle radar, like understanding when you're wrestling, mm -hmm. when you're heading your knee are close enough, and so your radar is going off. And maybe uh, with him, because he does seem to have abnormally long arms, that they're not realizing that they're in a position where they could be cradled. Possibly, yeah. I don't know. He's got the radar. He's got the dimensions and the and the instincts. It's all it's all working together he's for got the bleeps, the sweeps, yeah. the creeps. Yeah. <laughs> he, he does. Um, great spaceballs reference there by JD. Have you seen spaceballs, Ben? Yeah, I've watched it one time, but it's been so long I couldn't tell you anything it's about a, it. It's a good one. I forget why I wanted to watch it. I started it yesterday or last week for some reason. I was, <laughs> when I was locked down, when I was on house arrest. Now I'm out on bail, fresh out of jail. California. Uh -huh. Okay. Why don't we, yeah, well, why we, we get, to, get to some questions? We don't have much time left. We don't. 
We do not. Um, Siowa fourteen. This is this person. I think is just an Iowa State fan. They just they just have a negative personnel, negative uh, view on life right now. He said, "I had a bad feeling we were going to be massively disappointed with who wrestles the Penn State versus Iowa duel." Are you guys preparing yourself for that or going all in? I'm go- oh, he says go Lions. I'm all in. He says go Let's Lions. Go. I'm all in. I think hey. Iowa's yeah. not going to sit their guys, and I think Penn State's not going to sit their guys. I think they're all going to – I think we'll get the best 10 for both. I don't know who would be out. I think everyone looks reasonably healthy. And, yeah, I think it's going to be a great – I think it's going to be a great duel. I think Iowa obviously has their work cut out for them. And – there is the potential it, it could go different directions because like there's a lot of winnable matches for Penn State. And if they're winnable, that's scary. But I was gonna In Iowa. It's in Iowa. It's in Iowa. No, no, no. In Iowa. There's a lot of there's a lot of winnable matches. They, they may be an underdog, but they are they're winnable. They're winnable. not like totally out of reach. A lot of yeah. Yes, a lot of matches are not guarantees. They're not locks to mm-hmm. four. Like Drake versus Hildebrandt. You're going to favor Hildebrandt, but are you really shocked if Drake wins? No. 74. No. Like, Kemmer beat. Kemmer beat him. Him last year, Big Ten. Yeah. Much worse than he well, beat him. Probably the underdog. I mean, Iowa should win, should win 49, 57, 65 for sure. That's three. Yeah. And DeSanto, Lee, DeSanto and Lee are like, you're thinking, uh, they're almost the two biggest, well, obviously, besides Brooks, they're almost the two biggest locks for Penn State, and those matches were matches that they've lost previously in their careers. Yes, um, I, I would agree with that. So it, there's a there's plenty of opportunity for Iowa. There's also the opportunity for Penn State to they could run away with this. You know, they really could. Yes. So we're going all in. Um, all in. So Hoffman got rode out for two minutes and twenty six seconds in the first. I know Warner went optional start at the beginning of the second, but why would Hoffman choose bottom after being rode out for so long? Well, this is – he didn't get dominated on bottom. He didn't – he got to his feet a lot of times, almost got out. He got the stall call on Warner, and I actually do kind of feel like it was a stall warning. I hate – you know, you guys know another thing I hate. You guys should be getting sick of things I hate. Top guy pushed the bottom guy out. I don't like that's, – that's freaking stall on top, dude. Oh, that happens don't the whole time. Out. I thought I thought actually going under was the obvious choice for Hoffman because if you saw how the, it was ending, it was one of those scenarios where Warner got hit. He kept getting in these almost near stall situations, but then he was pot committed to the ride where you got to go for the ride out now and finish the period. But it was pretty obvious he wasn't going to mess around with that anymore. So I think it's like yeah. it was literally the scenario where it's probably a free point one way or the other for, for Hoffman. So I think it was yes. the right call. It's not good that you get ridden for two minutes before that, but I think taking bottom made the most sense. Yeah, that was the right move. Hey, I was thinking about that. Um, you know, we do the, the push out point. Uh, if the bottom guy. The, so the bottom guy never wants to go out of bounds. I don't know if people are not smart enough to not realize this. The bottom guy never wants to go out of bounds if he's on his feet because if he goes out of bounds, then he goes back from bottom. He's down. He has to start all the way over. Okay. So if we did the push out point, if the bottom guy, if they're in, if they're in the um, reference position, they go out of bounds. The bottom guy essentially gets an escape. Yes. We think. Hate it. Love well, it. then I think you're gonna have bottom guys crawling. For the out of bounds, and I think that's weird. But there, I mean, it's going to be hard unless you end up over there. You can't really crawl that far. And really, if you if you crawl, 
So you think about the way the bottom position works, right? If you're crawling, that means you're moving forward. If you're moving forward, that means you're, they're going to have really easy access to your wrists and arm bars and all that stuff. So like crawling on bottom is a really terrible idea. Yes. Very bad. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't hate it. Uh, I'd like to see a more regular um, interpretation of edge wrestling first. But, yeah, that would be good. Um, Santiago Claus, kind of um, piggyback on something you say. Could all these highly anticipated dual matches falling through start to break the momentum wrestling has been getting? Yeah. I, I stole it. Yeah. Of, of course. It's, it's not good. And one thing, there's, I mean, there's the one – the worst case example is NC State and Virginia Tech just getting canceled outright, or for, it was canceled. Yeah, you can call it a forfeit or whatever, but it didn't. The duel not happening. But the other thing is, the coolest thing about wrestling are the. This is gonna sound weird, but it's the matches. It's the individual matches that you get the most excited yeah. for. It's not. Listen, Iowa versus Penn State is not just inherently cool. It's cool because the good wrestlers are gonna wrestle each other, and you get to see cool matches. So when you start. Yes. Losing the highlight match. I mean, how many times did the biggest match of the weekend not happen, not go down? I mean, it's so common. It's so routine in the sport. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge vulnerability. Um, because well, it, it's obvious that's why that the UWW can't get steam is because none of the good matches happen all that often. Like these, the, the best dudes wrestle once or twice per year. Yep. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's tough. And, so you get it more in college wrestling, but there's still you're never quite sure. Are we going to get this awesome match? It's that's the, the number one question to every anticipated match is: Is this match going to happen? It's not who's going to win. It's like, well, we hope they'll both wrestle, but we know that the threshold to get held out of a match is so much lower if it's a good match. That's just that's a fact, right? If the match is bigger, yeah. if there's more, uh, if there's a higher probability of losing, you see guys held out more. I think we've seen that. Uh, I, would, I would have to do a – yeah, I, I, I'm not as confident in saying that, but um, it feels right, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I just said it feels right. I don't know it for sure either. Um, wow, what's up with – listen, get ready. You know, I'm glad you're sitting. What's up with Ben's boy ducking Tanner Cook? <laughs> uh, that's funny. Because <laughs> he's not – I don't he was think – scared. That was well. Yeah, he <laughs> – the yeah he was scared um okay what's up with braxton amos he was on a, a short list to challenge aj but his results have been disappointing has been watched any film any ideas um uh we didn't already talk about this on the show i felt like we I, I outlined it pretty clearly okay well then go back and listen to all those shows almost there you want me uh, to, i mean if you don't if you guys if we didn't and maybe i was talking to someone off the show but if you want me to talk about it, I can talk about it. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I mean, the the biggest obvious thing is he does almost all pushing and no pulling. And pushing exhausts you more than it is, exhausts them. In freestyle and Greco, you get a huge benefit because you can get them out of bounds and score points and or get them to make mistakes on the edge and then score huge mm -hmm. points off of that. In, in folk style, you're not rewarded as significantly. So he doesn't do any pulling. And pulling does, you know, sets up a lot of shots, right, because you can make them move their feet. Um, and then the second obvious is the, the weight class, which, hey, I, I, I correctly predicted that. You guys said, because you can't never listen to sources. you got to watch other things, right, because they said it was, wasn't going to be an issue. And I think 
I don't know. It's pretty clear it's an issue. And then he's the, the last one would be he's not very good on bottom. That's an issue. Yeah. I mean, he's since the season started, I think he's improved a lot. I don't know if he's going to really? be. He just lost to uh, Canola 8-3. Ooh, I didn't see that, actually. I saw his Schultz match. He lost to, he lost to Schultz in a relative close, but then he lost to Panola 8-3. So, mm. yeah, I'm he did beat uh, Foy from Minnesota, which is that's a pretty good win. But when you look at how tough this weight class is, it's going to be hard for him to make some headway given his skill set. There's not a lot of off matches where you know it's just it's a really deep weight. Yes. Okay. Um, Next hey, question. listen, people, people are trying to misquote me, and this guy's trying to do it in the, in the questions, Dave, Dave. Hit it. And they tried, and, and some other nerd on Twitter tried to do it too. I was very clear with what I said, and I'm pretty damn correct. And I texted Vincenzo, and I said, hey, man, I'm, I'm mischaracterized on Twitter. You can go listen to what I said, and I think it was fair. And I think he accepted uh, what I said as fair. Um, so, oh, yeah. suck at Twitter. I forgot. I forgot about that whole thing. So basically, uh, if it, anyone listen, the the people that were trying to make trouble on Twitter just can't follow the plot of the of the. It's very simple. All Ben said yeah. was, "Listen, there's this class of Penn State wrestler, the, the 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 five transcendent guys: David, Ed, Nolf, Nichols, Zane. They reached a an all time dominant strata that very few wrestlers have reached." Then there's a yeah. there's a tier below, which is like Nico, Mark Hall, Vincenzo Joseph, um, Quentin Wright. Really good. They weren't like ever the undefeated dominator type of types of wrestlers. That was all he said. Was that Chinzo never he when he said when because I think you may have used the words Chinzo never developed. The, what is implied there? He never developed into the transcendent level. Not that he yeah. never developed, yeah. you dummies. Well, he was a two-time national yeah. champion. Yeah. I kind of said it flippantly on Wednesday, I believe. And then I, I, I wanted to be very clear with what I meant. So on Thursday, I really I really outlined the four tiers. of And and, so when, and, and I said clearly on Thursday, also, I'm talking about the high-level recruits they got. I'm not talking about the other people, just the high-level recruits. There's some of them that didn't do anything at all. There's some of them that were kind of like, okay. Then there was, you know, okay being like all American ish. Then there's some of them that were really, really good. And then there's some of them that were transcendent. They kind of go in four tiers for me. Yes. Yeah. yeah I so forgot about that one. I'm showing you something out of nothing. They're, they're a tr- bunch of troublemakers. Well, they just can't keep up. <laughs> just keep up, guys. This is a very, it's a very learned audience by and large, though. Yes. Um, is anyone beating Evan Wick this year? He's looking really good. He's looking like he's looking like the number one seed to me. Yeah. When when uh, Pac twelves he no, should be. What if he gets yeah, he Marinelli at like the four seed? Who he has struggled with in the past. Who he's also beaten he, in the I past. I mean Marinelli's Marinelli's got the battles to be the four seed. Um yeah. But if he beats Karchla so, he beats Karchla Big Tens. He could get four. Yeah, honestly, Big Ten at one sixty five is not um not the best. You know, it's not the He's gotta beat Hamidi. Oh my gosh, forgot about DJ. Yeah. Uh we had a question yeah, now, does Bergie All American? Do we think Bergie All Americans after his He he could 
I still think it's going to be tough for him. Let's look at 65. Yeah. Um, I mean, he yeah, 65 is actually not as deep as we were talking about early in the year. It's top heavy is what it is. Um, there aren't sure. as many weights yeah. where there are so many title contenders. I think there's five yeah, title contenders at this weight. Maybe six with him. Hamidi, are you tossing Hamidi in there? I, you know what? I'm tossing. I'm tossing him in. Like this? He's he's ranked sixth. I don't think. Well, I mean, where's he been? I feel like he's been wrestling. Oh, I'm gonna make sure. Uh, Oklahoma. He, he's been out for a little bit. Uh, he he did wrestle ago. on January 8th against Little Rock. He 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 beat our guy Tyler Brennan nine to four. That guy wrestles. He wrestles guys tough. That was Hamidi's closest match. Um, so I do think it's a top, it's a top heavy weight, but it's not as deep. So I think he can he can put like all right right now. Anthony Valencia seventh. Julian Ramirez is eighth. So yeah, uh, Bergy can beat that. He beat a returning All American in Amin, who we had ranked tenth. So yeah, he's he can place for sure. Hey, I really like Peyton Hall with that 12. How is he going to fit? So he's in the big 12. So he's going to wrestle Keegan and Whitlake again, probably. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He'll have his chances. But those guys, have they're, they're in a different strategy. Luke Weber. Luke Weber has Luke Weber, did, Luke Weber's lost to the UNI kid. UNI, yeah. I watched that duel. They look really good against NDSU. They kind of gave him the business. They're pretty sassy, those Panthers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Peyton Hall 17 and 1. Good record. What'd you say? Peyton Hall is seventeen and one right now. That is a good record. Not yeah, Hamid, any, do I you mean, put Hamidi in the title contender? I mean, it's I don't know if you can. Um, yeah, let's just look, wait. We're talking about it's we'll, a question we'll between him and Marinelli now. It is a I mean, yeah. it's a question. That's gonna be yeah. that's gonna be a match. I'll say it. Yeah, he can. He's in the mix. He's in the mix. Um. All right. All right. I think we got to go. It's 946, Stephen, in the heart of Texas. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Ben. Thank Shout you, out Jamie. to my home state, my homeland of Iowa for sanctioning girls wrestling. About to say that. You beat me to it. Very big news. Yes. Good stuff. Thank you guys so much. We'll be back tomorrow with Shane Sparks talking more wrestling. Such a fun week in wrestling. It's Iowa Penn State week. You can't beat that with a stick. We'll see you tomorrow. Happy Tuesday. Goodbye.